Plan the parade, everyone. Plan the parade. The Sharks are victorious in New York. We'll break it down as David Quinn gets his first win as a Sharks head coach against his former team right now. And we'll talk some jerseys as well. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is October 20th, 2022, and the San Jose Sharks have won a game in the 22-23 season. They defeat the Rangers in overtime, and we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. So if you want to be a part of the shore, teal together and join the conversation and chat with us and along with fellow Sharks fans in Sharks territory and all over the world on the YouTube page or the app. And of course, follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, TikTok, and of course, smash that subscribe button on YouTube. You can find everything at tealtownusa.com. And if you want to support the pod, you can do a super chat donation or you can Venmo us at tealtownusa. And with that, I say hello to a fellow guy who spells his name the right way. It is Eric Landy. <laughs> we, we did it. I was rooting. I was rooting for chaos here. <laughs> you weren't the only one, I think, to be quite honest. Um, and we had chaos as we went on the air, which was really weird. But hey, you know what? We almost had an oh no moment. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> My goodness, what what a uh, what a third period and what an overtime from this team. Yeah, I mean. Kind of a weird game, um, you know, very, very quickly in, in that first period, um, you know, the Sharks looked a little shaky, um, but, you know, they ended up weathering a, a few different storms, um, were able to get, I, I mean, a couple of lucky bounces and, uh, you know, a little bit of a flurry in the third and we get to overtime. So, you know, anything happens in overtime and, you know, Carlson gets the 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 winner and and you know, sends the Sharks happy home or ne- on to the next opponent. I wish it would be heading home, but yeah. uh back over to New Jersey and um and then Philly to finish it up. Yeah, so you know, good for the Sharks to to get the first one out of the way. Yeah, you, you like what you saw with regards to um the effort tonight, I think we were talking off air, you know, it's not really been an effort issue with this team, but it's been a lot of mental mistakes have been a lot of uh, issues in and around their polish. Um, you wish to have, um, you know, you wish you wish you wouldn't have taken those five penalties to give those, um, you know, blue shirts, the, the power play because it's deadly coming into this game. But again, weathered the storm and, able to get it to the extra frame and able to put it home yeah and it was a beautiful night all around just kind of going through this the the initial chat while that's happening uh shoe shine the one in 81 dream begins tonight <laughs> uh richard perez regardless if your team tank it feels good to get a uh, to win a game like that um you know and, and it just it's it's just uh you know, Larry Johnson, of course. Wow, Eric Carlson actually trying. <laughs> yeah, uh, big, right? You know, it's it's 
it's something special. Tony Couture, amazing overtime shift by Meyer, Carlson, and Hurdle against Panarin, Truba, and Trocek. Great effort by Meyer and tenacity. Many bad bounces throughout the game. Quinn drove them to a new high. You know, and I'll give, you know, how th- how appropriate is it that David Quinn, who got his first NHL victory against the Sharks, gets his first Sharks head coaching victory against the Rangers? Oh, the irony. Poetic? Poetic? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, irony? Ironic? I don't know. I, you know, again, good to see... Um, you know him to come back into the uh, into the um, garden and and get that win. And again, I think stunned quite a lot of people tonight with the way in which the you know the team was able to get that that extra um, point in the extra frame. So you know, I think again, you wonder a little bit about that opening frame. And for me, that those first <sighs> two minutes were like, hold on to your butts. Cause this was going to be one of those skating type games. And it went by really quickly. What was, what was tonight's game time? Do we, I mean, we if a- you, if you go with, you know, starting at four o'clock and I don't know, probably what, 10 minutes has surpassed since we, I mean, two hours, 40 minutes, not too bad, but yeah, it really sped up. And then it's all of a sudden, I think it kind of, came to a crashing halt like you know after that last timeout with like five minutes to go and then uh and then you had another one at three minutes to go and then you had the over you know had to go into overtime so it really got staggered but yeah there it went several minutes without a, a whistle there for sure but yeah getting back to early on the in the first period it was a nightmare you saw them coming out strong and with like within 20 seconds had two shots on goal you know then he had james reimer had had very i mean very good lateral movement tonight that was one of the first things that that i saw coming out um you know of that first period was just like man reimer can still push across the net really well um and and he's one of those guys that is 100 percent effort on on all the pucks and you saw him diving out and in making acrobatic saves so it was it was nice to to get the guys settled in for for that you know the, the power play that would be coming up um and and again you know just kind of settled them down a little bit because new york came pedal to the metal right out the gate yeah and the sharks weren't helping things out you know they they had coonan took a penalty and coonan or excuse me cunning uh, took a hat trick of penalties unfortunately tonight one of his roughest games as a shark uh we'll get into more of that but you know not even a minute in he takes an interference call then benning shoots a puck over glass congratulations benning i think you're averaging a penalty a minute a penalty a game now uh way to go there thankfully the sharks get out of that then you know sammy blay takes a tripping call but then you know finally a a top nine forward gets on the board i think they hadn't had a a top nine forward score a goal in the last three games it's been that crazy Gajevich, Sveshnikov uh, uh, Nico Sturmline yeah yeah, line. yeah that that really the tertiary scoring was was really what you know all the Sharks could show for the last three games but Logan Couture on the power play his second of the season Kunin uh, now you got me doing it Kunin and Carlson sorry uh with the assists there and on this one, just just pure effort play by Logan in the front of the net, um, able to to sky it up into the top left hand corner, kind of backhandish, 
and again, though, as soon as they scored that goal, you could see the sigh of relief <laughs> off of Logan's face. I mean, he just looked so into it in that goal. And, and really, I mean, I think Sharks fans everywhere kind of breathed a sigh of relief that they finally scored on the power play because yeah. the, the team had looked so inept on the power play. Um but but the the special teams I mean would be the number one factor in tonight's game. Big time. I mean the Sharks entered tonight one for nineteen on the power play. They go one for three tonight, so a little bit of a boost. Uh, yeah, I mean it's one for three, but I mean you'll take the effort. But the Rangers had four power plays in the first period, in a period where the Sharks got the only goal to make it one nothing. They dominate again in the first period seven one. Uh, outscoring their opponents in the first six games, but I mean, Landy, this could have been a disaster if the if the PK uh, doesn't get it done. Yeah, the PK or James Reimer. I mean, uh, New York a- actually outshot the Sharks eight five in that first frame, and <laughs> and they looked like they should have scored at least two goals from just the, the the sheer lateral movement that that you were seeing I mean there was um, really really great chemistry between um, Panarin and Mika Zabinijad tonight and and just those cross ice passes um, and then the kick out to Adam Fox I mean man this Rangers team is going to be scary they're gonna be scary and and you know what else is scary the second period for the Sharks. <laughs> yes. I mean, we we really need to now dissect this. This is multiple games over continually being outscored in that second frame uh, and, and not giving themselves a chance to win games by getting down in the second so badly. And, and today, you know, they would only be a minus one in that second period in the differential but still, it, it's continuing to have a problem in that second. And again, I, it comes back to the way in which they're managing their time on ice shift lengthwise. It's also not accounting for the extra long change. So this team is, again, the, the mental fragility, the mental um, awareness. I, I need to see more. They, they need to really be on their toes in that second period and they really need to be taking shorter shifts um and again they they could have lost this game because of the second period you know luckily there were some heroics but still when you're continually putting yourself behind the eight ball in the second period trying to make it up in the third you're going to lose more games and you're going to win and and it's just it's just that simple yeah and and getting outshot 13 to 4. Uh yeah, they gave up two goals. You got one back. I mean, nice to see Redeem Shimmick uh get on the board. It was a nice pass from Nieto. Uh Oscar Lindblom got the secondary well, assist on that one. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, they put themselves behind the the eight ball with the Philip Cheadle goal at a minute 50 in. Yep. Um, and then Panarin comes back at 9:05, so it really, it really took that second goal for them to get whatever kick in the pants they needed to get to, to try to put some, some rubber on the net. <laughs> but it looked like New York was toying with them in that second period, and and again a lucky bounce and a lucky shot from Redeem Shimmick, you know, um, Limbaum and Nieto with the assists there on that one, like you had said, uh, another secondary scoring type goal from the third line but 
if you continually do this, Eric, I, I don't see this team showing improvement from last year. No, it, it, it I mean, this is worse. I mean, just, uh, God, I, I, I mean, to continue to have second period woes, you know, people are going to, uh, teams are just going to be like, oh, let's just ride a wave out of the, out of the first period. And then, you know what? We can get them in the second. However, things changed in the third period going in with it in a 2-2 tie San Jose out shooting I mean this is crazy San Jose 16 to 2 outshot them like that and I think the Rangers hadn't had a shot on goal for like over 13 minutes in that I'm like I I, you know I I wondered what team stepped out of the ice on that third period because it looked completely different it, it looked as if this was a team that was mentally in it it looked like a team that all wanted to push for their first win of the season and and i saw great individual efforts i saw uh some systems play starting to be formed and and again i i don't know what was said in that second period uh second intermission i don't know if it was you know, something coming from David Quinn or something coming from the team, you know, the team themselves. We heard Nico step up and, and be very vocal in the locker room. Maybe you've got the the players maybe taking some accountability. But in from that third period on, the team looked like it shifted the ice and shifted the narrative. And again, not sure where that came from, but it was good to see the team really put a big pushback just another Andy G thank you so much for oh, the uh, super yes. fu- super fun uh Eric you want to put it up yep uh you know working OT in the ER took some inspiration by the sharks uh figured some bread uh, figured some of the bread needs to go your way tank for Bedard is on but happy to get an exciting OT win go sharks Randy hope you're doing all right my friend uh working overtime in the ER and you're and you're watching us. Be, I I see you have good priorities, my friend. <laughs> uh, he's probably got he's probably got one of the AirPods on, just listening listening live. So we appreciate it, buddy. Um, but yeah, again, it just a complete a, a complete narrative shift in that third period, yep. and, and really playing some shutdown defense. You know, Tomash Hurdle, you know, driving to the net and could have actually scored to to you know seal it up in that third period um but igor shesterkin really standing on his head Uh, igor being igor i mean he's had a heck of a heck of a run and and uh you know for the vez of the winner he he showed and kicked some butt uh, in this one i mean uh uh, to to starve the stave off that that onslaught just like reimer did i mean you kind of expected it from shesterkin but you know uh that's that's one's a tough one and uh and uh and he he made them hang in there in overtime and and in overtime i mean the rangers didn't get to their side of the ice which which is nice to see some dominance uh from the big three uh the the three that that should come through in the sense you know tomas hurdle timo meyer and of course eric carlson <laughs> yeah i mean a much maligned, um, you know, a guy that we've all wanted more from, um, and, and you know, being in a good position in front of the net, I I liked 
he was very, uh, you know, very active, I think. And, and you could see tonight he was kind of all over the ice and, you know, being the difference maker that he needs to be. So I don't know if this plan of giving Eric Carlson more minutes and Mark Edward Vlasic more minutes is par- is starting to pay off. Maybe, you know, and, and I was thinking about this midstream, you know, maybe Vlasic is a guy that needs more time on ice in order to to continually keep his game honed. I mean, maybe maybe it's because of the extended shifts and knowing that, you know, he's going to be spending 20 minutes on ice. He's got more conserve of motion and he's using more of his stick like we saw Mark Edward Vlasic in his prime. So uh, could that could that be chicken or the egg kind of uh, situation here? Maybe. Um, you, you also like to think about, again, Eric Carlson getting um, 23 minutes, uh, 24 minutes of ice time tonight and, and showing what he can do and, and maybe skating, um, you know, skating with a little bit of extra pepper tonight. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's trying to get some reju- rejuvenation for these guys. Um, maybe it's it's style of play kind of, you know, playing with this Quinn style. But again, um, two guys that needed to really, really show through this season, with especially with the lack of, of depth on that defense, um, don't look now, but they're they're starting to find a little a little bit of a groove back there. Yeah, I it, you you get to see and you see tonight how the, the how the departure of Brent Burns has really changed the minutes. I mean, usually it was just Carlson, Ferraro, and Burns that were doing all the heavy lifting. Now you have Eric Carlson twenty three fifty four, Mario Ferraro twenty three oh two, uh. You see Matt Benning, who I, I'm still up in the air about right now, playing 2040. Mark Edward Vlasic, a little over 20 minutes. You know, Magna 17, Redeem Shimmick 13. And 13, he got 13 minutes, he got the goal. Granted, we, we talk about how Vlasic seems better, you know, and even Ricky Bartenslager was saying it in the chat. Uh, you know, Vlasic clearly did some offseason work. His skating form is far, far less bow legged than it has been a couple of seasons. Again, maybe it's a conservation of of movement thing. You know what I mean? And and you laugh, but you know guys change their stride when they know they have to play longer. Yeah. It, and and that's just that's just a, a mindset thing when you're skating because you, when you're a when you're a forward getting maybe 8 minutes a night or 12 minutes a night, you have that pressure of needing to do something with the with the small amount of ice time. Okay. But if you're gearing yourself to be skating for 20 24 minutes you've got to start thinking about economics of your skating stride you have to make sure that you're not overexerting yourself because it's all about the number of shifts you take not the length of individual shifts when you've you know when you've got 20 minutes of ice time you're logging yeah so it, it's um good to see uh, you know, we, we all like Vlasic as a, as a longtime shark and, you know, we hope, you know, he can, he can finish up his career all in teal and stuff, but he's got to want to, he's got to want to do that. Yeah. He's got to kick he's, some ass. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. And, and he's got to show that, you know, he's worth the value that he's, um, you know, taking from the cap. So 
again, good win, good feel win, uh, good feels for the team on this overtime win. You saw it on everybody skating out, um, you know, to celebrate James. Um, heck, even in the corner, they're all very, very amped up, very, very emotional. Um, you know, I'm sure David Quinn is, is breathing a sigh of relief. Um, <laughs> Sharks Nation, uh, Teal, you know, all the, the tealing together. You know, we all kind of breathe a sigh of relief. Okay, finally, the first one's out of the way. Yeah. Um, now you can lose the the, the rest of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you lose seventy six more. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, that that's one way to look at it. But again, we want we want this to be a foundational type year. We want we want to have good habits. We want to make sure that um, you know it is a it is an environment for young players to come into and to flourish. You know the Sharks are, are clearly transitioning. Um, you know there's there's clearly a need to build up the talent pool and to to keep um, you know young players uh, engaged in making sure that they're fighting for spots. Um, so again, you don't want to be having massive losing streaks and you know guys chewing out players in the locker room or or talking about you know, their, their fragility of, of mental state or, or what have you, you know, it, it just, for an organization, it, it's just some, some good juju. So that's good. Yeah. I just, I just think they, they needed to get, I don't want to say give a damn because that, that has such horrible connotations to it, but you know, show that passion, show that fire in the belly and just get going with this team. And, and I think it really showed after that, that tying goal from Redeem Shimmick. And of course it comes from a guy who you're not expecting to score. I think he's got like seven goals and in, in like 170 NHL games. Um, the concern I have as we move forward here, Kevin LeBanc, Staten Island native, Kevin LeBanc scratch for this one. Uh, you know, Noah Gregor has been sitting out. That's for an a expense, bit. expensive scratch is all I got to say. Um, and a do in it, in, this in the is this is a guy. This is a guy that needs to have a fifty-point season. This is a guy that needs to really show he can continue to play in the league. Hey, because I we're like like we had said prior, and like I have said prior shows, he's one or two bad stretches of a way of being out of the league because if you can't make it on a Sharks team that's one in five and and you can't bring positive things uh, to the table for a team that's giving you every opportunity um, you know to 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 put pucks on net to to get those assists to get that time on ice then I don't I, I don't know that there's a place for him in, in, on any other team, and, and this is the wake-up call. You know, now you'll have a you have a set of back-to-backs, and you'll have a practice tomorrow, a morning skate tomorrow. Where, all right, you want you want back in? You want to you want to play in front of your your family and friends? You better bring it. You better bring it and be ready to roll. Um, you know, I, I think he's shown flashes, but you need to have more than just flashes. Um, Ricky asking, do you think there's any chance we sign Reimer? There's an outside chance, but I mean, honestly, that's going to be your big trade piece at the deadline right now. As 
many teams need goaltenders. Yeah, I mean, any anybody who's on an expiring contract, you know, needs to be looked at as as being a, a trade asset. Um, I, I think, you know, James Reimer, I, I love what he brings to the table. He's you look at his age and you say, you know, this is a guy that's 34. You know, how many kicks at the can is he going to get? Um, and and so you you got to think that he's a, a candidate to, especially if he plays well, you know, to get the Sharks at least, uh, you know, a third round pick or a second round pick. You know, it's something, some kind of asset um, because – Putting a James Reimer on your team will give you a, sh- a chance to win. I mean, again, he held them in that first period and and really gave the Sharks the ability to come back in overtime to get it. I mean, um, again, I think he's going to be more of a piece that you're going to want to um, try and extract some value. Um, and you know, the Sharks are are in this this mode of replenish, and they need they need to get assets right now. That's what they need to be focused on is collecting assets, whether that's collecting assets from better drafting position because of where you end on the season, or better assets because you know you're you're able to get some value for some players. Um, but again, you know, there are guys on this team that haven't shown enough based upon you know how much they're making and when you get down to having an asset depreciate like that um it's really hard to move it it's it's really hard to move stagnant pieces so you know anybody who's thinking oh well we could just trade LeBanc but it's like who's gonna take that you know I mean again if you can't make it on the Sharks right now you're you know there, there's there's only maybe two or three le- you know lesser talented teams so again these are there there are some guys that need to prove it um the bank i hope gets the message that uh there there's no free lunches and um you yeah. know there there's a price to be paid for um for a lack of effort and for um you know mental mistakes i think tonight cunning is a guy that needed um you know maybe he needs a, a little bit of a of a of a sit down because taking three penalties yeah not good and that that last one in the third period with 1502 left in the game you you can't take that penalty there i and and we both looked at it you know he he's trying to do a stick lift but he completely whiffs yeah completely worse and, and that's the tough part because i mean you're, you're trying to do the the right thing and it just doesn't work and it doesn't work out for him and about three penalties uh you know i kind of was gushing about him you know early on and, and that tonight's not one of his best nights and i'm sure he'll want to get back into that LeBanc, i mean i know some of the chat i know dave it, dave's talking about it cole's been talking about it you know yeah it's, he's not exactly on the best lines, but uh, you know, you also need to make yourself time to shine too, at the same time. Um, so let's hope that's the case. You know, <laughs> and Marty T. Like, Thank God, Sturm drew a retaliation penalty at the end. <laughs> yeah, well, that we were talking one guy that's brought it, one guy that's been uh, a real bright spot in this this 
turd sandwich that we got served up in the first five games was uh, Nico Sturm. I mean, this is a guy who's who is gritty, got a lot of heart, and really um, a good locker room guy to bring in. And I can see why um, management targeted him as as somebody they wanted to bring in because, um, again, a guy that that calls it like it is. Um, a guy who knows where he is in the lineup knows, you know, what he brings night in and night out. And we continually see him doing great work with his line mates, um, doing great work on the PK, um, and good for him to get that retaliation penalty or that trip (laughs) or, or what have you. But, um, you know, just a guy that I'm always seeing moving his feet, um, and so for me, there's there's always room for guys like that on, on a team. Absolutely. Uh, and you hope you again, we hope you write the ship and everything on there. Uh, we're getting some quotes in now. Uh, Shang, thank you. But if you're watching uh, David Quinn on how fragile the Sharks turned it around tonight on how fragile the Sharks turned it around tonight. Uh, he said, I can't go to CVS and buy confidence pills. Um, hashtag no free ads, David Quinn. Uh you, you get them by playing the right way and doing the right thing and watching your teammates do the right thing, and it just started to snowball. Yeah, and and again, you know, leading by example, the captain scores first. Um, leading by example, a, a third-pair defenseman getting, a, getting an important goal in the second period to stop the bleeding. Um, and then a guy that is, a, is, is paid like a superstar played like a superstar. And when you get those things working, this team can show you that it's maybe not as big of a pushover as it has been in seasons past. But again, I, I this is one game. I, I need to see that this isn't just a fluke or that this just isn't, um, you know, that the, that the foot comes way off the gas pedal, uh, when they play, um, you know, the, the breakfast game in New Jersey, um, they need to show that, you know, if they really have aspirations of, of not being a transitional team and, and being a team that can, um, you know, fight for something, then they need to continually put period after period, stack period on top of period um, and need to clean up second periods that that needs to be the blinding message going forward is clean up your second periods, um, watch your shift lengths in the second period and, and don't make lazy changes. Yeah, no, it's again, doing those right things. I think as David Quinn was talking about, you know, previously, you know, not cheating or anything like that um, or shortcuts for that matter. And, and they didn't show that tonight. Yeah. It starts with, you know, they get that confidence boost again, like I said, with the uh, Schimmel and then just dominate the third period. If they can build off of that, I mean, that'd be great to have going into New Jersey for sure. So Sharks win this one three to two over the New York Rangers. They play again on uh, Saturday morning against the Devils. But Landy, I think it's time to have some fun. I mean, we've already celebrated a victory. It's win number one. Uh, we, we had we had a fun a fun unveiling today and it was these bad boys yes the reverse retro 
up. What, what, it is already whipped. I mean, they are paying homage to the 1974 California Golden Seals with this look. Uh, instead of sharks, it's got seals written in front of them. Uh, there you go with the model. Uh, I mean, it's pretty spot on with the, the font as always. You know, Adidas always kicking butt on uh, getting that accuracy going on there. Uh, a slight reverse retro on the main uh, waist stripe uh, going instead of the, of the yellow uh, with uh, two teal stripes on each side. Uh, they go uh, a big teal stripe with the yellow on there. Um, we'll talk about this first, but uh, Landy, honestly, uh, what, what, did, what did you think of it? Um, you know, my first words to you, it, it was kind of bland. Um, you know, there's a lot of white space and, um, you know, we got some people chiming in on the, uh, on the chat, but, uh, you know, this is one of the, the more blander of the seals jerseys that they could have reverse retroed. I think we both had said, had they gone with the inverse, uh, teal with white font that it would have, it would have looked superb. Um, uh, you know, again, we talked about incorporating maybe a, a California Seals logo snuck in there somewhere or a shark fin or something, you know, at least a, a, a little bit of iconography instead of it just being a word mark. Um, so for me, it, it kind of left it kind of left a little bit to, to be desired, to be quite honest with you. And I will say I wholeheartedly disagree with you, <laughs> which is rare for us since, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we... No, I mean, we're we're pretty in sync on the jerseys, but I think you like you like this one way more than I did. And and again, I think to each his own. Yeah. Um, but it was, it, it, you know, it for me, at least they did pick one of the the more blander of the seals jerseys to reverse retro. <laughs> yeah. See, the, the one that came out last year that was like the team classics that was like green and gold. It's like, OK, that looks sharp. But, you know, it's like that seems like a classic typical hockey jersey. And, and the original seals ones. Yeah, I really like that. But you already have a stripe going on with it. These. I almost call them like the UCLA like college football stripes. I I think they're they're unique they, to you it. You know what it is? You know what it is? It reminds me of the Chargers. It's, it's yeah, it's it's that the that arched stripe up top, and that's something that that was strictly only seals. Um, so I think that's why they went with it. I'm with you. I I think it it needs like a shoulder patch or something, or or even if you're gonna do like a like that word mark, which is kind of baseball style, maybe where like the number is, you know, underneath like the R, K, and S and sharks. Maybe you put a logo there or something, or even on the arm, since you, you know the the striping is down at the bottom. I I think this this really you know can look pr promising all in all. I mean, I I'm a Jersey stump, so of course I'm going to get one of these. Uh, but you know, yeah. I, I, it's just beautiful. But going overall, there were a lot of new looks um some of them i like some of them i'm thinking i think we were both what the heck pretty are you much, doing? <laughs> yeah pretty much if we if we just go run down the reverse retros that were released today um the montreal expos kind of uh, homage didn't really do it for me no. um i i liked the 
I really like the Florida Panthers look. I thought that that one with their with their logo, the Sunrise logo, was was done well. Of course, the uh, the original Kings logo um, looked good as well. Um, you've got uh, the Colorado C. It was okay, kind of bland. Um, I dig the Kraken though. Oh I mean, yeah, the the Krakens looks pretty dope. I mean, it it's got almost like. Um, metropolitans feel to it like they they pulled they pulled from the old school so i i really dig that that kraken jersey um i think the blues jersey is quite nice uh peyote i mean peyote coyote will always get a will always get a thumbs up from me <laughs> um statue of liberty from uh the nyr uh, from the rangers is is always clean and classic you got fish stick islander um, yeah, Fishstick Islander is very disappointing to me. Uh, when they they well, should have embraced it more. Yeah, I mean it's like okay, we're gonna go navy, we're gonna go orange, we're gonna reduce the heck out of teal, and I think it needs some teal. Doesn't need to go full on teal, but uh, you know, and heck, bring back the the lighthouse patch that was on the shoulder. Oh, that was so cool. That was really dope, man. Yeah. I mean that was really really sharp. Uh, for me, I love the Kraken one. That one's great. Uh, yeah. Colorado, not bad, but you know, I'm kind of getting tired of of that that C on their flag being used everywhere. I loved what the Colorado Rockies did for their City Connect jerseys. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'm always I've always got room for Wild Wing mask um, from from Anaheim because you know I was a I was a uh, uh, Mighty Ducks fan growing up when when the um, movies came out. So you know to see that logo on the ice is always um, uh, always nice to see from my perspective. Right. Um, the lightning you, one. Oh the my light- god! <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're gonna do it, you you should embrace it. Exactly. And, and that's and that's really that that's the name of the game with the. Um, with the lightning one and heck, I mean, I even like the, the Edmonton oiler. Yes. Um, you know, I, I know that, yeah, the oil drop is, is controversial among Edmonton fans. I think it's pretty cool. I, I like the, um, I really actually like the stripes on the sleeves. That looks very, very crisp Vegas. I I'm not, you know, out of all of their jerseys, that's the least horrible one they've got. (laughs) (laughs) and i love how they how they did it too because they don't have a whole lot of history i like how they did las vegas than their you know last time around this time that vegas is in the font of the excalibur hotel exactly that's what i was thinking i'm like i'm thinking like old school vegas 60s vegas um and and i like I, i like that word marking there yeah and then the robo penguin <laughs> yeah and the stardust font on the back and it glows in the dark for that matter you know yeah. uh and, and yeah i know kevin you're hitting his spot on the head that penguin one is literally the only actual true reverse retro and that one's so sharp that's, i mean that's that's the jersey that yager wore right yeah i mean and and it's 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 awesome i i, I like um the, the penguins never really disappoint with their with their secondary no. jerseys. And, and you can't go wrong with Lady Liberty. The the one that, that really disappoints me is Carolina. You just unveiled that jersey like three years ago. And, and if you're and if you're gonna have a model of unveil it, please, for the love of God, break out David Ayers. I mean <laughs> I mean, come on. Of course, Minnesota, you can't you can't beat the North see, Stars remake. I, I would see I and and I I like the colors, 
But I think what I would have probably liked to have seen is uh, the Minnesota word mark, um, the M um, that the the North Stars used to have, or the you could go like M and N with um, with like a North Stars kind of twist to it. Um, but I like the fact that they brought the colors over. Yeah, I mean those those colors are important to that team yeah. uh, to that state. Um, I give them a you couple know, one, years before they make those permanent. Yeah, the one the one that I think I I had most um, feel was most missed on that Capitals jersey, man. I'm not digging that Capitals jersey. The the I mean they were unique colors back in the '90s with that that fancy blue and the black and bronze. I think it's a great colorway, but when we saw it, you know, a couple of years ago in the red and the blue. That looks just amazing. Yeah, you know exactly. The, That's what I think. And, and I'm a little iffy on Anaheim going to the original colors. I love the logo, but the but the current colors on it, I'm like, you know, I I kind of just wish they would have eggplant, jade, and add orange to it, and I think that would just look so crisp on it. Well, I mean, I mean, but again, we're proponents of. Um, you know, continuing to use the the heritage logo from Anaheim and continuing <laughs> to use our heritage logo right. for that that matter. Because to me, though, when you had those two play against each other with those both of those logos on the ice, it just looked so cool with the with the triangle backs. Um, you know, it, it it's so retro '90s. I guess that's that's what I think about it. So. Um, you know, but good on the Sharks to really uh, continue the heritage of the Seals. Um, it's something that we don't talk about enough in the Bay Area. I think, um, you know, it was kind of a short-lived team, uh, you know, a team that didn't really get much love when it was here in the first place. Um, but again, good to see that the Sharks um, bring bring that colorway up somehow. Um, if it were me, I probably would have reversed the color palettes, making the the teal the main color, and then the white as your as your off color from like the 75, 76 uh, years. I yeah. think that that would have looked uh, a little bit nicer. Um, or even going to the Kelly green yellow look. Um, you know, you you had the Kelly green and yellow seals look as well. Um, but again, a, a missed opportunity with with um, with without uh, a logo um, for me. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't know who owns the logo set for the seals anymore. I mean, we we knew it used to be uh, would be the North Stars. And if you if you're a fan of the NHL games, just toggling through the Stars jerseys on on there, uh you would go through Cleveland Barons, the North Stars, the <laughs> Bear, the Seals, and everything on there. So maybe it would be Dallas. I believe it would technically be Dallas. Of course, the Sharks are considered a separate franchise from the Seals. Uh, but as we saw before, you know, I mean, we're seeing it tonight with with Colorado's reverse retro. They're kind of homaging the Rockies. The Devils are kind of homaging their original uh, location in the Scouts uh, with that red, yellow, and blue. So it's interesting to see, uh, you know. And I think it's a new look, and it's and it's finally time. It's been a while since the the uh, well, a, a very rare time that the Sharks have actually had an homage to the seals i think they had a seals night one time one time and yeah and i think that was it 
Um, so, you know, it's it's nice to see. It's nice to see that they uh, get that going. But you know what? Yeah. <laughs> AJ, you're right. Who owns the Seal of Rights? It's complicated. A couple of chefs in that kitchen, that's for sure. And, and they're all, yeah, I mean, all trying I to mean, figure out how to make, you know, pasta jambalaya at the same time. Yeah, I mean, because because again, you know, if you if you take that Kelly Green and Goldenrod, um, that's North Star colors, right? I mean, so it, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of cross pollination because of course the the guns, you know, coming from Minnesota, um, bringing you know getting the expansion out here, but again, a lot of Minnesota ties to the Sharks, yep. um, some Dallas ties too, um, for that matter. So it, it's it's kind of interesting, um, but again, you know, good on the Sharks to for pulling one out of the, uh, uh, you know, out of the old photo album and and updating it for um, 2022. So. Can you name one player who played for the Seals? Yes. Bobby Bond was their first captain. Uh, Gary, the Cobra Simmons, actually uh, had worked out with my stepdad for year, years ago uh, and everything. I actually have a, a little autograph picture from, but I think his mask is in the Hockey Hall of Fame, but just that black mask with the green Cobra snake in front of it. I mean, that was always on the early day of where the the artistry uh was coming out of the mask for that one so uh tell us what you think you know let us know do you like the reverse retro do you like where it's going or did you or were you like maybe me where it's like maybe we'll finally get that black you know original style down the road maybe they're using as a third jersey next year i don't know just just a hunch jonathan becker if you're watching Call me. I'll help you set it up. Ooh, so you're so you're you're thinking you're thinking Black Armor 1.0 making a return. I, I'm no, I'm saying the original style, just the original style, but in black. Like we we remember those black yeah. starter fashion yep. jerseys. Yeah. Yep. I would love for that to happen again, and then we can put the uh, circuit board uh, uh, stamp on it as well. So. I, I mean that one that that's not that's not a bad idea. I mean, and I was even floating around um, Black Armor 1.0. I mean, the original Black Armor that was a good look. But again, they just they need just bring back Cartoon Shark. Just embrace it. Just do it. <laughs> we need some more cartoon in our life. Uh, yes. Uh, and with that, we. We shall get out of here. In case you missed anything when you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or smash those likes, subscribe, and bell buttons on our YouTube channel. They do go a long, long way. And, of course, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch the replay on here on YouTube. Of course, you can hit us up on the the uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and, and a bunch more. So... With that, my friend, I think that it will do it for us. Your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Final thoughts are continual uh, foundation building. Uh, get those good habits. Clean up those second periods. And as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name. That's Eric spelled the right way with a K. Damn right. Last name Landy, L-A-N-D-I, across all of the social media garbage. I don't hide myself. Just just come and find me. All right. I'm at Puckeye14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Appreciate you being with here uh, with us. Of course, tell all your friends. Make sure you like, subscribe, and smash that notification bell. It really does go a long way. We'll be back with you Saturday afternoon. 
I will. That's a that's a Eric hosted show. So I'll I'll be uh I'll be flying. Thank you. It's much appreciated. <laughs> <sighs> Breakfast with the sharks. Absolutely. That is uh. So Landy will be hosting with uh. Who do you have? Do you have? Is it Dana? Dana? Oh, Dana awesome. will be along with Dana's. Me. Dana's gonna smash that post-it um. That post-it note. Uh, I, I over under. Dude, I took the I took the over. <laughs> right so uh check this out then uh maybe there might be a barracuda after dark after their first home game we'll see the only way you'll know is when you hit that notification bell when we go live after that so for eric landy i'm eric Kura. thanks for watching and until next time keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal have a great night everyone we'll see you after the sharks and devils saturday afternoon Enjoy your enjoy your your French toast with the sharks. Good night everyone.